This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Monday, June 1st, 2009. I'm Caleb Brown. Banking regulation and the agencies that conduct it are likely to face a shakeup soon. Though many people lay blame for current financial woes at the feet of so-called shadow banking, is it really beyond existing regulation? And does it really matter if we regulated it directly? Mark Calabria, Director of Financial Regulation Studies at the Cato Institute, comments. Systemic risk is, it's, it's like obscenity. You know, everybody has a different uh, take on what it is. Everybody will tell you they see it, you know, when they see it, but can't necessarily tell you ahead of time. Uh, and there's actually a considerable amount of scholarship in academics and who say, you know, there, aren't, there isn't really systemic risk, that there's no institutions that are too big to fail. It's how you unwind them. Um, ultimately, part of the question is always about there are losses, who will take those losses? You know, will it be creditors? Because uh, there's always an assumption that equity holders are going to get. You know, if that tripwire goes, you know, it's it's all right for equity holders to get wiped out. The question becomes, you know, who's going to take the losses in terms of creditors? If it's a commercial bank, you know, would we let depositors take losses? And certainly, you know, FDIC is there to make sure insured depositors don't take losses. But shadow banking is, by definition, beyond existing. Regulatory structures. Is it? I mean, that that, that that's 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 the open question. Um, we know that some extent of what's called shadow banking, you know, is very closely aligned with the banking sector. If Bear Stearns buys mortgages, wraps them into securities, and holds them in an off-balance sheet entity, well, yeah, they tell you that that off-balance sheet entity is not part of Bear. But if Bear's got a backup line of credit to it. You know, so a lot of the things that were "quote unquote" shadow banking, you know, they weren't captured fully. But generally, the regulators of these institutions knew about them. Uh, and for instance, Freddie and Feeney, during the height of the bubble, between the two of them, bought about forty percent of the subprime mortgage-backed securities that were out there. So those securities, while they were private label and they weren't uh, packaged necessarily by "quote unquote" you know regulated federal institutions, they were bought by them. So some degree of this "quote unquote" shadow banking was within the system. It was just sort of hidden. Now clearly, there were other things like AIG that is not a bank and were doing things that were outside of the federal system. So some of that question, but there are other things too, like auto finance companies that you know, most of which have now become banks that weren't traditionally thought about as, you know, traditional banking. Given what has leaked out thus far about President Obama's likely plans for this single regulator of banks, what is striking about that? I, it just seems to be it's it's largely moving boxes around. I mean, there is a degree to which regulators fail to see the broader picture. And to some extent, for a lot of regulators, the emphasis about trying to get risk off balance sheet was the emphasis of trying to get risk off the balance sheet of the institution I regulate. So if I could get that risk moved to somebody else, AIG or somebody, or even off balance sheet, you know, I as the regulator, I didn't care about that. I, I could see, I only really cared about the stuff that was in my responsibility. So on one hand, there was an argument for having a broader look, but at the same time, you know, all of the regulators, I mean, the Fed got things wrong, the OCC think got things wrong, the OTS, the FDIC. So it's not clear to me that just sort of aggregating error reduces error. You know, you take a bunch of people who don't know what they're talking about and put them all together, that doesn't necessarily enlighten 
them anymore. Well, but the intuition is you put them all together, they all have a better picture of what's going on, but you know, economists missed a lot of this too. Sure. Uh, you know, I, I think a lot of people missed it. Uh, then again, a lot of people, you know, saw some of it too. I think you did have one of the, one of the constraints was it really wasn't until you saw like a variety of option indexes like the ABX index, which measures subprime, um, the value of insurance on subprime securities. And then, you know, Case Shiller developed a house price index. It wasn't really until about 2006 that you had a way to bet against the housing market. So you did have a one-sided bet there, um, and you also you had a lot of people who had nothing in it. Um, none of the regulators really talked about that. Hey, you know, is it really a good idea that we get people in mortgages with zero or negative equity? Um, you know, and none of them pointed out sort of, well, hey, the government's doing that too via FHA. So some of the core things that went wrong, I don't see being fixed. You know, the, the, the question I ask myself is, okay, if we had had one big consolidated regulator, would we have avoided this crisis? And the answer does not obviously seem that we would have to me. Is your answer then more derivatives? That seems to be the when people started shorting housing was when they had yeah. better information about housing and it, the ability to bet, bet, to bet against it. And I think that's actually one thing that, that, that does enter it. Uh, a lot of people have talked about developing products where you could, as a homeowner, hedge your price risk. So, you know, that way there'd be less uh, need to walk away. There might be things that would hedge your risk, you know, individually. Now, I'm not saying that households should go out there and buy derivatives in mass, but that wasn't necessarily the problem. You know, it's how it's regulated. If the bank approaches it and saying, and this is also an opportunity where if the banks themselves, like if you were if you were countrywide and you went out and bought a bunch of derivatives to cover all huge losses and declines in the housing market, you might have survived. But you didn't have that hedged. You know, the problem with a lot of these institutions were they put all of their eggs in one basket and they didn't hedge. Now, lots of other institutions did hedge and they survived. To the extent that you have bank-like activities that are not regulated, can't institutions that are governed by regulations avoid much of uh, regulation? Well, there's two two broader issues. The first is that you know we talk about well, you need to regulate the the instruments, so you need to regulate the counterparties. You can regulate those relationships via the institutions themselves. If you regulate, if Bank of America is regulated, then its regulator can go in there and say, okay, we're looking at your hedging positions. You know, how stable are those? Do you have collateral against them? You know, have you planned if they don't pay off? You know, you can do that on one side of the transaction. Now, they might have. So, regulators to a large extent already do regulate these big institutions' involvement in shadow banking? Clearly, yes. I mean, if, if you are a regulated financial institution, your investment bank, your commercial bank, your involvement and your ties to shadow banking are are already regulated and already known. Whether you know whether they're well-regulated in terms of the regulators actually paying attention, certainly that's, that's the big question. Um, the regulators, you know, SEC, they knew about, and the Federal Reserve, they knew about Bear Stearns' off-balance identities. There were no surprises. You know, and they they encouraged Bear to actually have those off balance sheet, and they didn't require Bear to have any capital against the lines of credit that were attached to them. So, to the extent that a lot of the regulators have claimed, well, we just didn't know where the risks were, they weren't handling the risks that were right in front of them, and they, and in some extent, they were encouraging those risks. Mark Calabria is director of financial regulation studies at the Cato Institute. Read more of his work and see his recent media appearances at Cato.org.